0: gonna do things a little different
1: yeah Uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah. I'm I'm gonna preach early today is that okay you know how it is whenever I miss some services man I'll be ready to talk so we're gonna sing I promise we're gonna sing we're gonna do praise and worship we're gonna sing after this but I'm excited about this new year Uh, nobody else is that now y'all talk y'all acting like y'all stayed out partying all last night and y'all just not getting home like y'all sleep is that what happened? Huh? I can see if it was New Year's and y'all were up all night bringing in the new year. But this man, y'all should have been sleeping, ready to go for the day. I, I, I tell you uh, that this new year that God is, has given to us, it's not only a new year, but a new decade for us. Right. Going into this new time. What I want to say, guys, is I want us to start making sure that, you know, for many of us, we've been through many many new years yeah Yeah, many decades of new years and so yeah i ain't saying y'all old i'm just saying y'all older seasoned seasoned how about that is that better but for many of us and what can happen is this we can start to look at this new year this new decade as just another another year another year that we're moving into just another one the same old same old but what I want to tell you today and that God has really been dealing with me about this this new year. And you guys know I'm not one for for sayings that come in the new year and all of that stuff. I'm not going to give you one this year either. I'm just simply saying that God wants you to start expecting again. Amen. Amen. He wants you to start expecting him To show up, not just that you're coming to church, not just that you're a believer, not just those. I'm just going through the motions of this year and I'm going to make it through all the way through till next January. But I want you to start expecting and I'm going to try and help build your faith today for that. I want us to go to Luke chapter one and, and verse five. Now, I know most of us are saying, man, it ain't Christmas. Why are you back in the beginning of Luke? That's the Christmas story. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true that it has a lot to do with that, but that's not doesn't mean we can't glean more from just that. Right. Amen. amen. Now, now, those of you who are new, let me make sure you, you understand. I'm not scared for you to say amen. I'm not scared for you to say it's OK to talk to me. Amen. Actually, I like active listening. So nodding your head, raising your hand, saying, go ahead, preachers. That's fine. OK, that's all right. It don't bother me at all. So I want us to start in Luke chapter one and verse five. And we're going to read a lot of verses, but I, I, I got a, a little bit that I really want to say about this. OK, so let's start and start there. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the time of his incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of uh, excuse me of the children of Israel shall turn shall he turn to their to the Lord their God. Excuse me. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said, remember that, unto the angel, whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb. That means not be able to speak, not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and Marvel that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. I want you to see this. Now, this seems strange that I'd be reading this, talking about something, expecting something. But what I want you to see from this story that I want you to understand is that they gave you two people. One, they said, was a priest, and the other was a daughter of the priest. So they both had been people who were accustomed to the ways of the temple and the church. We'll say that because there was no real church, just the temple. Okay? They were accustomed to the ways, and they were a married couple who could not. have children and in that time being barren and even now it still has stigma behind it but being unable to have a child was a serious serious disappointment and a shame and so them both being as God said in the the passage they were both righteous but yet they were still in this position where ever since she was a young woman Elizabeth couldn't have kids And now, time had passed, she was old, they were starting to get resigned to the fact that, I guess we're never going to have kids. And here he is in the temple praying. Now, I want you to start to think about this. Now, at the beginning of this time, when they first found out that Elizabeth couldn't have kids, I'm sure they were coming together intimately, and the course of time, it was keep coming by. And going by and going by and she wasn't able to have kids. And this is how they found out here she's barren. She's not going to have children. So they went to the place that they knew the temple. They went to the place they knew God. And they began to pray for God to move so that she could conceive. And they were earnestly praying. And I'm sure that's how he got his duty, that he would go into the temple. And when it was his turn to go in as a priest to go into the temple, he chose being the person that was over prayer because I'm going to be praying. I'm praying for the whole Israel, but I'm going to sneak in my wife's needs, And I'm going to pray. And I'm sure the whole time he was there, that was the thing that just kept coming up. I need you to take this approach, reproach away from my wife. I need her to be able to have a child. This is something that we're desiring. But here it is in in verse 10, or excuse me, nine of Luke one. It says that he goes in in, in, in this course, according to the custom of the priest's office. And I'm sure that every time it was his turn to go in, he went from on fire And then the years started to pass and decades started to move by and she started to get older and he started to get older. And his prayers became less of urgency and from his heart and more of routine. And I want to say to you today, one thing that's so important, routine will kill expectation. I'm going to say that again. Routine will kill your expectation when you get to doing something so long and going through the motion so long and you've not seen anything happen. It will kill your ability to still stay fired up and expecting something to happen. Many of us have had dreams in our heart and we've had things that have been in our heart to happen and we're seeing the, the times just tick away, tick off tick off here it is here it is just another tick another tick and it hasn't happened we've been believing God for certain things in our lives and we're just watching the days years decades tick away and nothing's happened and sooner than later we start to just regulate or or relegate those things to I guess they won't happen but here he is. And I want to say this. I want to say this. It's important to understand this. And, and I think that we as a church sometimes miss that. or We as people sometimes miss this, that he was in and he chose to be in the position of praying for the nation. Now, one, one thing I want to express and I, I'm not going to take too long on this. But one thing I want to express is this, that real prayer happens out of relationship. Real prayer, real earnest prayer comes out of relationship. It may begin in desperation, but it comes out of relationship because prayer is simply communicating. When we're talking to one another, that's actually us sharing our hearts, which is our prayers. We're communicating. And so that's happening. But real prayer happens out of relationship. Listen, which creates intimacy. You with me? Now, this intimacy, we know what intimacy, which happens out of intimacy, real intimacy. What comes out of that is there comes an expecting. When a couple is intimate, where they come together the way husbands and wives should. There's a seed that can be brought into the woman that causes her to be expecting. And that's what God wants to do. He wants us to have real earnest relationship with him so that he can plant something in you that he wants to bring to pass but remember it's in his season it's in his timing and here he is that that zacharias had been in this situation and many years had gone by and he had gotten to the place where it was just routine. Then he goes on to say this, and I'm, I'm I'm not much farther. He goes on and he starts to go and the angel shows up on this time. But by this time, he'd already given up. You know how we know he'd given up and it wasn't genuine prayer that he was given because of that, because of what the angel says to him. The angel tells him everything that he had been desired, everything that he wanted. Guess what? You're getting ready to have a baby. Y'all getting ready to have a child. That's what you've been asking for all these years. And he says this. I'm an old man. She's an old woman. She couldn't even have kids when she was young. How is she going to have it when she passed the time when women are supposed to have kids? How is she supposed to do it? And me, I don't know unless I'm getting some extra shots or something. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. This is going to be hard. They didn't have Viagra back then. I, can I say that in church? Okay, okay, okay. Just checking. They didn't have that back then. And so now he's got to leave and he's thinking, how's this going to happen? He may have even said, we haven't been intimate in a while. How? how? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I don't know, angel. I don't know. I know you're telling me this, but I ain't now, you know, I don't know. And the angel comes to him. He says, who do you think you are? I am Gabriel. Don't you know who I am? I stand in the presence of God and I'm coming to give you a direct answer. Something that God said directly. I'm bringing it to you. And here you are. And here you are looking at yourself. Instead of looking at God. And many of us have allowed the days and nights that pass by to discourage us because we don't have the same strength. We don't think we have the same time. Right. We don't think we're in the same position that we were for the dreams that we had to come to pass. And our expectation is lost. And he says this to him. Now, I love this. I love this that after Zacharias, he tells him what's happening. Zacharias asks this dumb question and then Gabriel tells him who he is and he says, you'll be dumb. You'll keep your mouth shut. You won't be able to talk because you know why? I'm going to stop you from stopping your own blessing. (laughs) I'm going to shut your mouth so that you can't ruin what God has already said he's going to do. I'm going to take you out of the equation. Many of us stop our own blessings by saying dumb stuff. Like if I only had more money, if I only if only my dad would have stayed, if only my, I had a husband or a wife, if only I wasn't married, if I, I, I can't do it because I'm not smart enough because I don't speak well enough. And on and on and on and on that our mouth is messing and stopping our blessing over and over again. And God's telling you, shut up. Shut up. You ruining your own blessing when I have told you I'm the one who put the baby in you. I'm the one who caused you to be expecting. All I need you to do is shut your mouth and trust me. That's all I need from you. Just trust me. And so he goes on. He comes out. He can't speak. He goes home. And he obeys. Because it doesn't say that that they that, that God did Elizabeth like he did Mary. You, you guys understand that, right? He didn't do Elizabeth like he did Mary. So he had to go home and they had to, he had to say, hey, baby, play start the Luther. Oh, he can't talk. He got to write it down. Play some Luther and Luther be like, let me tell you what we finna do. You guys don't know who Luther is. i let me break it down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Marvin Gaye or something. Maybe y'all know who he is. Turn up. Make sure the candles down low, and say it's time, baby. And here he is, and she has to agree. So not only can he not speak, but she's got to be ready to trust God as well. And here they are. They come together and she's found with child. Let's go over to uh, um, verse fifty seven. Same chapter. Fifty seven. And I want you to see this and then I'm almost finished. I really promise. Thank you. Thank you. I will. Fifty seven. Now, Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth. A son, just as the angel said, right? Listen, and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her and they rejoiced with her. She was no longer barren. No longer had that stigma on her. She was expecting and now delivered and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day. They came to circumcise the child and they called him Zacharias after the name of, the, of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto him, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. They said, Hey, hey, come here, Zacharias, your wife tripping. That's basically what they're saying. Your wife tripping, she tripping. She trying to name him something that ain't none of your family name. You know, that ain't how we do it. When you a priest. You go back and you find somebody in your family and you pay honor to them and you make sure that name keeps going around. And they ask him. And then, excuse me, they made signs to see why the father would have called him in verse 63. And he asked for a writing table and he wrote saying his name is John. And they marveled all and his mouth was open immediately and his tongue loose and he spake and praised God. And then fear came on all of them. I, I read this to you because I want you to understand this piece. This this is this. This is the last piece that I want to say about expectation in this. One, I want you to make sure that you're being intimate with God. Spending time in prayer, really building a relationship with the father in this new time, because God is trying to do what he's already told you he was going to do. He wants to do it for you in this new season. That's the first thing what he promised you a long time ago that you thought was dead. Can I tell you something? God told me something that I really can. I tell you, I really pawned off and I said, I guess, God, you don't want me to do this anymore because I just had no I had no movement in that area man that's good that's good i'm sorry i'm sorry i gotta say this i had no movement in that area do you know when elizabeth was pregnant do you know when she was pregnant the baby stopped moving while he was in her belly and she kept that to herself now we we understand and we believe that john probably died while he was in her womb And then when Mary showed up, her cousin Mary, who had Jesus, when she walked in and said, hello, the baby, John, leapt, started moving again in her womb. This is something that I want you to. uh, You may have allowed this thing to stop moving. You may not have seen any movement in this thing that God is trying to do for you. But Jesus. Jesus is showing up on the scene to cause the baby again to leap. This thing is getting ready to start moving again for you. The thing that you've been thinking that is done, it's over. God is making sure that in this now and this now, right now, it's getting ready to start again. Doesn't matter how old you are. Don't open your mouth and say I'm too old. Don't open your mouth and say that time has passed. Don't open your mouth and say, I don't have the money. Don't open your mouth and don't say, I don't have somebody who can help me. Don't open your mouth and say that. Just agree. Now, I got to get back to this. I'm sorry. I got I got sidetracked. John. Listen. The the reason why this is important that I read this part to you, because, listen, I want you to understand that the thing that God is getting ready to do and how he's getting ready to do it will be something different than you've ever seen before. John was not a name that was a part of their family lineage, nowhere in their lineage. And that was not the way things were done. You needed the name of Zacharias or you needed the name of something else that the other family members had been named. But God said, I'm changing it all up. I'm doing something different. The way that I'm going to do it in you is totally different. Why? You know what? Guess what? He's already started that process because now you thought you were going to do it a long time ago, a certain way. And it didn't get done. He's already changed your plans already. Go to Isaiah 43 and I'm finished. Forty three and 19 or 18 and 19. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. And I'm finished, I promise. I didn't even mean to go this long. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'm making a way where there was no way and the thing that you thought was gone. I'm doing it brand new for you. Are you excited about that? The very thing. Listen, listen, God said, I'm doing it brand new for you. What you thought was dead. I'm rekindling. I'm sparking. I'm going to put where you thought there was no way I'm going to make rivers and deserts. Because you didn't know that would could happen. He's getting ready to do that for some. But listen, can I tell you something? Listen, 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 listen. He's only going to do it for those of you who are willing to be expecting. The the, the rest of you, you're going to miss it. And you know what? This decade going to go by It's going to be another tick. Another tick on your marks. But for those of you who are willing those of you who are willing to be expecting to let God do it this is your season he said he said listen old is passed away all things have become new right now is your time are you ready for that do you want that some of you may be saying you know what I don't I don't have any vision I don't have no dream are you sure are you sure There's never been anything that's burned in your heart that you just let go of. There was there's several things that have been burning in my heart. And I tell you what, God, when God was giving me this message, he didn't give me this message uh, uh, for you first. He gave it for me first. Because there was something, like I said, I, I didn't see any movement. So I let it go. And I'm like, man, so much time is passing by. I don't even see how I can get it done. I'm being honest with you. That's those were my exact words. I don't even see how I can get it done in my lifetime the way it is. This thing that he wants me to do. It's so big. And I was like, OK, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll kind of plant the seed in my children's heart and hopefully they'll take it. And that's what I said I would do. And God said, not so. Not so. It's for you to do. And when he told me to do it, he immediately gave me flooded my mind with all kinds of information that I had never had before. I started writing out the things that I needed to write, typing it down, excuse me, typing it all out. I started making connections with people. People just started coming up out of nowhere. All of the people that I needed to be in place and position. People started. uh, Listen, this is the craziest thing. Somebody I spoke to about it years ago, years ago showed up at my door unannounced with a check i I kid you not, this is not a joke showed up at my door unannounced with a check saying this is i I just got to give this to you whenever you get started on it he and the person didn't know that god had rekindled it in my heart they just obeyed i'm telling you guys this is the season if you're willing if you're willing but it's only if you're willing, because if not, just another decade will pass by. And another one will pass by and another one. Until, and he'll keep bringing it back to you till you're ready. But Why wait? This is the one that he's declared for us. That's why I'm telling it to you. And that's why you're here. Right. That's why you're here today. So that you can know this is for you. Let's pray. Matter of fact, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I heard you, God. If you if that's you, listen, this is going to be a bold thing. It's got to be a bold thing. It's a bold thing. And I don't want to put you on the spot. And I, I I just I just know God's telling me to do it. If you had something burning in your heart and you know that it's this season is for you, stand up. I want to pray for you. Amen.